Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. Reginald Davis, is the lead pastor, the senior pastor at the historic First Baptist Church of Williamsburg, Virginia. Uh, that church is, uh, was established in 1776. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. spoke there. They took the bell from the bell tower down when they dedicated the African American Museum in Washington, D.C., and they brought it there, and it was rung by President Obama. Uh, he is a, an author, and one of his books that I'm excited to read is A Dangerous Journey for Those Who Become Jesus' Disciple, because that's what it is. It's a journey, and it's dangerous, and you take risks, and there are twists, and there are turns. You're going to hear from Reverend Davis. He's going to talk about how we are better together, and I'm so glad that he's here this morning. Good morning, Spring Branch. It is certainly an honor and a pleasure uh, to be with this great congregation and to my good friend, your pastor, uh, Reverend Michael Simone. Uh, his, today is his birthday, and I think we need to give him a round of applause. <laughs> your pastor came to us a few weeks ago he did an outstanding job as he communicated to us the word of God. I met him through his son, uh, Travis Simone, and we have just striked up a relationship as brothers in Christ. And this is what we need to do. We need to come together across racial lines, across denominational lines, as the body of Christ, so that we can push back this darkness uh, that has come over our land. I brought my wife and two of my children here today. Uh, would you give them a round of applause? <laughs> Let us pray. Father God, we come now to say thank you for all of your blessings. Lord, we pray that you continue to bless this branch of Zion. We pray, Father, that every ministry of this church, Lord, that you would enhance it Lord, that you can get the glory and that the uh, disciples will be edified. And Lord, that that old enemy of ours be, will be horrified. And we pray that you would keep us. And we pray for all of the families who have lost loved ones during the tragedy here. We know, Lord, that that does not define who we are. And we're going to keep on letting our light shine. And so, Father, we ask that you comfort those families. At times, we don't know what to say. But, Lord, we look up to you because we know that you are our great healer and you know how to comfort us. Now I pray that you hide me behind the cross and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. These and all blessings we ask in our son Jesus' name and the people of God said amen. Amen. I call your attention to the book of 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and we will be reading uh, a few of the following verses, starting with verse 12, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into the one body, whether Jews or Greeks, 
whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one but many. And if the foot should say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? I would like to use as a subject, we need each other. We need each other. There is a, a generic or genetic imperative woven within the fabric of life so we would understand our interrelatedness. God, the great designer of life, designed it so that we would need each other. Regardless of race, regardless of creed or color, we need each other. We may disagree, but we need each other. We may be at different ends of the socioeconomic, political spectrum, but we need each other. We may live on different sides of the track, but we need each other. God designed life so we would be inextricably tied together to bring the disconnected aspects of reality into a coherent whole. Just like it takes more than one bee to make honey, just like it takes more than one contractor to build a building, just like it takes more than one fireman to put out a major fire, just like it takes more than one man to build a bridge, just like it takes more than one employee to build an automobile, it takes more than one soldier to win a war. Likewise, it takes more than one Christian to advance the kingdom of God. Individually, we are one drop. Together, we are an ocean, an ocean of humanity, working as a unified body to glorify God in a broken and fragmented world. Whether we know it or not, we need each other. God did not create us to be alone. God designed family. God designed community. From one blood, God made all nations of people to dwell upon the face of the earth to let us know that we were not made to travel life alone. We were not made to walk alone. We were not made to work alone, to watch alone, to wait alone, to weep alone, and to witness alone. We were made to have need of each other. This is the interrelated structure of reality. It doesn't matter if we are rich or poor, if we are black or white, if we are educated or uneducated, living uptown or downtown. We need each other. We did not get where we are today on our own. Somebody had to help us. Somebody had to give us a helping hand. Somebody gave us a chance. Somebody believed in us and somebody sacrificed for us. Let us remember 
that somewhere on life's journey, we need the support of others. There's a Zambian proverb that says, when you run alone, you run fast. But when you run together, when you run together, you run far. This Christian life we have been called to is not a 100-yard dash. It is a marathon. We need each other to run this Christian marathon. And there's no such thing as self-sufficiency in this Christian race. Show me someone who is self-sufficient, that has ha never had a need or a helping hand, never needed encouragement, never needed advice, comfort, and direction in life. And I will show you someone totally dead because we need each other. Moses needed Aaron. Joshua needed Caleb. Ruth needed Naomi. David needed Jonathan. Esther needed Mordecai. Mary needed Martha. Paul needed Barnabas. Abraham Lincoln needed Joshua Speed. Frederick Douglass needed William Lord Garrison. John F. Kennedy needed Bobby Kennedy. Martin Luther King Jr. needed Ralph Apanathy. West Africa needs Spring Branch Church. Spring Branch Church needs First Baptist Church. And First Baptist Church needs others. Don't let anybody fool you. As long as the cord of life shall lengthen, we need each other to advance the kingdom of God. Martin Luther King Jr. spoke about our interrelatedness. He said, we do not finish breakfast without being dependent on more than half of the world. When we rise in the morning, we go into the bathroom where we reach for a sponge, which is provided for us by a Pacific Islander. We reach for soap that is created for us by a Frenchman. The towel is provided by a Turk. Then at the table, we drink coffee, which is provided for us by South American or tea by a Chinese, or cocoa by West Africa. Before we leave our homes, we are beholding to more than half of the world. So you see, we need each other, whether we realize it or not. John Donne said sometimes ago, no person is an island entire of itself. Every person is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. And therefore, never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee, because we need each other. I wish the postmodern church would realize how much we need each other. Christianity, uh, could, not, Christianity could be more uh, widespread. The church could be more effective. And the body of Christ could be more stronger if we would realize how much we need each other. There's neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, black or white, conservative or liberal, for we are all one in Jesus Christ. Christians have divided themselves so much that they are not as effective as they could be. Denominationalism is the moral failure of Christianity. Schism within the body of Christ speaks volumes of how Christianity has allowed the socioeconomic forces of life to divide the church. And I agree with the great theologian H. Richard Niebuhr, who said that denominationalism represents the moral failure of Christianity. 
And unless the ethics of brotherhood and sisterhood can gain the victory over this divisiveness within the body of Christ, it is useless to expect it to be victorious in the world. And so we need each other. The Apostle Paul wanted the Corinthians to understand no spiritual gift is greater than the other. There is no need to dispute over which one is greater. Paul used our physical bodies to teach us that we need each other. Each member on the body has a different function, but it is still part of the one body. The whole body cannot be one member, for how would the rest of the body function? Paul says, if the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would be the body? But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. In other words, within the body of Christ, one Christian cannot say to another Christian, I have no need of you. White Christians cannot say to black Christians, and black Christians cannot say to white Christians, I have no need of you. Male Christians cannot say to female Christians, nor female Christians can say to male Christians, I have no need of you. Each of us is an individual member of the body of Christ. There is only one head to a body, and Jesus Christ is the head and the chief cornerstone of the church. We all are important within the body of Jesus Christ. Now just think of the state we would be in if all of a sudden our body parts and organs started fussing and competing and not cooperating with one another. What if our feet decided to stop functioning because they could not be on top of our heads? What if our legs started fussing with our arms because they had a disagreement about who is more important? What if our ears became angry and jealous of our eyes because they are not in front of our face? What if our toes wanted to be where our nose is? What if our kidneys were fighting to be where the heart is located? Or the heart stopped functioning because it wanted to be where the brain is located? As foolish as this sounds, if one body parts and organs competed instead of cooperating with one another, we would be some awful, grotesque-looking, dysfunctional human beings. But thank God, but thank God our body parts and organs were set in place by a loving and organized creator. And each member of the body functions so that we can achieve the purposes for why we exist. We need each other within the body of Christ to win the world for Jesus Christ. We need each other to transform our culture. We need each other to redeem the evil times in which we live. We need each other to transform this American empire as the early Christians transformed the Roman empire. You know, a few days ago, I read a story 
about Thomas Edison. And Thomas Edison discovered the light bulb. But he had problems keeping the bulb lit. And he tried over and over and over again, but he had no fix for it. The most he could do was keep the bulb lit for about one or two hours. People told Edison about a black man named Louis Lattimore who discovered the filament. Lattimore devised a way to help light stay lit for several hours. And so Edison needed Lattimore's filament and Lattimore needed Edison, uh, uh, Edison's bulb. The white man needed the black man and the black man needed the white man because they needed each other. They came together and they lit up the whole world. This building is lit up because two people needed each other. Our world is lit up because two people needed each other. They came together and they lit up the whole world. I wonder what would happen if the white church and the black church come together. What would happen if the body of Christ come together? Think of the impact that we could have in this nation and the nations of the world. If we would come together, we could light up the world, bringing hope and healing to a dark and sick world. We could turn our dark yesterdays into bright tomorrows. We need each other to light up the world. Rise up, O people of God. The kingdom tarries long. Bring in the day of brotherhood and in the night of wrong. Rise up, O people of God. The church for you does wait. Her strength unequal to her task. Rise up and make her great. Lift high the cross of Christ. Tread where his feet have trod. As brothers and sisters of man, rise up, O people of God. Rise up and let our light shine. We need each other in this day and time. Rise up and let our light shine. We need each other in this day and time. Rise up and let our light shine. We need each other in this day and time. Rise up, God's people. We need each other in this day and in this time. May God bless you and may God keep you. And remember, we need each other. Say it with me. We need each other. <laughs> uh, I want to thank my friend Reggie Davis for a powerful message that touches all of our hearts. I want to challenge you as you think about we need each other. Think about a summer serve. They need the kids need you down there. I want to challenge you to think about how you can be part of a small group. We need each other. That's why we do small groups because life care happens best in a small group. I want to challenge you to go to Williamsburg and visit Pastor Davis's church up there. It's a wonderful, wonderful church and a group of people that just love the Lord Jesus with all their hearts. So as we do all these things together, God will receive the honor and the glory in every single way. Dear Heavenly Father, we're humbled by your servant's message this morning. We need each other. We need each other so much, Father to allow us to reach out 
across racial lines, allow us to reach out across political lines, allow us to reach out across lines of ethnicities, allow us to reach out, Father, across friendship lines where there has been brokenness, where there has been hurt and pain, where there needs to be forgiveness. Father, thank you for allowing us to be reminded about how you made the body perfectly and how you are also making the body of Christ perfectly. You perfect it so it carries your message to the world, so it is a light of your character to the world, Father. So we give you our lives again this morning. May you put your holy hands upon us now. We pray in Jesus' name.